Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Screen the Screener podcast where we talk all things NCAA basketball. I am Mike Randall here with Gus Kearns. We'll be with you every week for a podcast talking about NCAA basketball, the sport that we love. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @fantasywarriormike, FTSY Warrior Mike. And we'll be coming to you talking about what we love. We love the sport of college basketball. Midnight Madness, Gus, has started all over the, the, the country. And right now, things are starting to get into full swing. How are you doing? Uh, great. Uh, thanks, Mike Randall. Uh, we are hoping to initiate the conversation for NCAA basketball, get you a little excited for the season, and uh, maybe drop a little knowledge and get you prepared uh, so you can sound pretty smart at the water cooler when talking about that random college basketball team that you think might get hot in March. And, and our purpose here, folks, is we know you're driving to work. We know you're coming home long day, mm. right? Yeah. Long hours. We want to give you something that's going to entertain you about the sport of basketball. So the Screen the Screener podcast, which will be available on iTunes as well. You can go and rate us if you like what you hear. We're going to bring to you each week. And then maybe, Gus, as we get into the season, maybe we'll do a little more than one yeah. week. Yeah, hopefully we can give you guys a little bit more information as we get a little bit closer. You know, the thing, you know, thing gets to a feverish pitch. And, uh, you know, people start thinking about brackets. People start thinking about conference tournaments. People start breaking out like that old sweatshirt from your old school that you uh, only break out during March Madness. Like then maybe we can ramp it up a little bit. And, you know, March Madness, Gus, it's what we call Christmas or Hanukkah in March, right? Oh, it, it, it is the best time of year. We love it. We look forward to it. Gosh, I, you, will, you will want to be here through the season, folks, because when we get to those shows in March, I mean, I can promise you it's going to be entertaining because so is the NCAA tournament. And so the Screen the Screener podcast has to mimic the NCAA tournament. It's what we're going to do. Uh, so what we thought we'd do here at Screen the Screener Podcast is we thought we would just try to get you started with some information on some teams, some players, maybe some coaches uh, to get your mind thinking uh, in the right direction and maybe uh, drop some information on other things besides Duke, Kentucky. Uh, we don't like the NCAA rules for student athletes, so on and so on. So we're going to try to spread a little knowledge. And what better place to start? Gus, then let's take a look at the teams that we like, right? How many, uh, how many you want to look at today? I'm going to say, how about we'll take a look at 32 teams total, and instead of just 25, instead of 25 and 1, you can look in USA Today, you can look in The Post, you can look in your local newspaper, you can look online for your top 25. We're going to give you 32. The reason we thought we'd give you 32 at Screen the Screener is we're always thinking second round. Like, you want to get to the second round and get to that weekend game in March, uh, that first weekend. So we're going to go 32 teams on you. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the big team. So if you have friends like we do who, when the tournament starts, says, yeah, you know, I think I like Duke this year. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about those, but we're also going to go deeper. We're going to do a deep dive. We're going to look at the small schools. We're going to look at the mid-conferences mid where they have the tournament champs that come in and always cause problems. Remember Giddy Potts from the NCAA tournament? I Love think, Giddy. I think Michigan State does. Giddy. So we're going to give it to the, 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 the big teams and the small teams across a broad spectrum. So, Gus, why don't we get this thing started? Yeah, let's roll. So the first uh, section of teams, we'll try to split them into four here. We're going to talk about the next four teams. We just love these college coaches. And even though we're not sure 100% about their rosters coming in this particular season, we really think they're just going to find a way to get it done. Uh, The first team that we're going to take a look at has to start with Wichita State. We love Greg Marshall, and he has what every coach craves. He has a new opportunity. He has a challenge with a twist. With a twist. He just doesn't get to change jobs and get paid millions of dollars a year. He has a job that pays him millions of dollars a year and with very little pressure. The pressure that is applied on him now is called Post, Van Vliet, and Baker. Marshall and Shocker program have a few years of grace here, but the screen the screener thinks it won't take him that many years to get going again. Now, Wichita State Shockers out of the Missouri Valley Conference – Gus, they finished first or second in the Missouri Valley each of the last seven years. Crazy. Went 16-2 and last season, won the regular season title, then they lost in the semifinal game in OT versus Northern Iowa. Uh, Northern Iowa. Love them this year. Oh, my goodness. And I think it's a credit to Greg Marshall that they've gotten to the point where winning the conference tournament is not necessary. They're in. They are in. I think we can totally bring up the comparison of the Gonzaga situation, where Gonzaga does not feel the pressure to win their conference tournament to get in every year. They're going to play a good enough uh, preseason schedule, uh, and they're going to be good enough in conference where that pressure doesn't may not exist for them. But this year, maybe it might, because this year is A V V B, or after Van Vliet slash Baker. Um, first guy you get. First guy you get knowledge on here. Connor Frankamp. Kansas transfer. This is where Screen the Screener is starting the team preview with Connor Frankamp. We love Connor Frankamp. That just tells you how much we love Greg Marshall. If the first player we're saying is Connor Frankamp, uh, he can bang it from three, 40%, much respect. But if Connor Frankamp is the first player we're mentioning, that tells you how much we love Greg Marshall. And we're going to go deeper for you. I mean, listen, Wichita State, Gus, last year they were early season favorites. So the rankings came out preseason. They were at number 10 in the AP. They were 12 in the coaches' poll. They got back in the top 25 after some early round losses, but they were pretty much also receiving votes for most of the year. But then they went to the NCAA tournament, right? And they did what they do, which is they were 11 seed in that first four game. They pounded, love, the, love the first four game. Uh, pounded Vanderbilt, 70 to 50. Okay, then they're hot, right? Okay, so then beat Arizona. And then our first, one of our fishy lines that we had, right? Wichita State favored by one as the 11 seed over Arizona. Yeah, the six seed. Uh, fishiness written all over it. Sean Miller just shouldn't have even shown up, right? I mean, and they, they beat him. Top to bottom, start to finish, 65-55. And finally lost in the next round to Miami, a good Miami team, 65-57. Yeah, uh, no shame there. And you feel like you feel like Wichita State's got, kind of done it all. Uh, they've made the Final Four run. They had the epic game against Kentucky. They won in the play-in game. So they, they, they've covered all their bases as far as like what a team needs to accomplish in March. No doubt. Um, the other two guys we really are paying attention to, uh, we got Zach Brown, not Zach Brown Band, not Zach Bush, who is also on the roster, but Zach Brown. He flashed a little bit last year. Um, we think that he might be uh, a Valley first-teamer this year, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then we also really like the Texas A&M transfer, uh, Peyton Allen. Um, he's going to put it up. He's going to put it up from three, 
Uh, he might be one of these guys where you know he walks in and he's open, but I think uh, you know I think Greg Marshall will kind of put the reins on him a bit. Uh, it's just a matter of like if they go in for him. And uh, by the way, the screen the screener just provided you with short term post Van Vliet and Baker information. You're welcome in advance. And for those that don't know, there's death, there's taxes, and there's Ron Baker. The guy puts up double digits. Every single game. Every game. He's one of those guys you could just always rely on. And I felt like he was at Wichita for six years. Ron, not in any bad way, in nothing no. but a positive way. Because if you're an impact player as a freshman, you stay four years, it feels like you've been there forever. I, I, listen, Wichita State's going to be a, a good team again. When these big-time transfers come from larger schools and go to smaller schools, mm. I feel like us, they just want a little love. Right, they're not getting the playing time, mm-hmm, so they go mm-hmm. to a small school. But they usually go with a good attitude because they've been knocked down a peg by not playing as much. So I think Allen's going to do a nice job for Wichita. Absolutely, he's coming in to fit into a, a successful program. And listen, we know where Marshall's going to be. He's going to be at the top of the Missouri Valley where he is every year. Absolutely, you, you can lock up them being a one, two, or three seed in their conference tournament and be in the running for the uh, conference uh, season title uh, throughout the season. No doubt, we love Greg Marshall. All right, the uh, next one we'll go to is, is uh, West Virginia. That sound good? We love hugs. West Virginia Mountaineers, Big 12 Conference, of course. They finished second in the Big 12. They went 13-5 and five in conference with an overall record of 26-9. and nine. I feel like that's Huggy's floor every year, Gus. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? Like, everybody's talking about, like, who is going to knock off this Kansas train. Like, you know, you know thir- they're going for 13 in a row this year. Uh, he's incredible. Huggy could be the guy to do it. Yeah, he could. He's, he's going to bring his stool. He's going to sit on your sidelines. He's going to do his thing. Uh, remember, in the tournament, of course, they got upset in round one by Stephen F. Austin, 70-56. Right. to 56. Lumberjacks. Um, people really liked them. That disappointed a lot of people because they thought they could come out of that region. I bet a lot of your brackets yeah. had West Virginia because that was Xavier with the two-seed in that bracket. Correct. And then, you know, you were unsure of what UNC was going to give you in that bracket as well. And plus, you know, the, the press really changes things. The press, we feel, is kind of like the game changer. Like, it can... You know, lessen that talent gap that West Virginia might have in the Big Twelve or in the tournament, but it can also um, it can also like expose you know warts like it did in the tournament uh, if things don't go exactly according to plan. And you have like a big time player like uh, Stephen F. Austin had uh, who can hit big shots in big moments, um, but that press can limit the talent gap gap. And we are not really sure where the talent level is for West Virginia this year is. But we're going to give you one guy. Remember the name, Magic Bender. You got to be good with that name. Screen the screener informs you first. Remember this. Now he's a Euro. He's six ten. He's got some ball skills. He can shoot it a bit. If Huggy ever lets him off the bench to play, he'll probably make an impact in the Big Twelve and uh, on the front line for him. And they were a hot team last year. They ran into Cinderella, yeah, right? Correct. Walk up, Mister Zero. Okay, with his twenty rebounds and twenty points. I mean, right? he, he was jacked. Yeah, I mean, they ran into the wrong. They ran into to, Goliath. Ran into David, who hit him right in the mouth, and they didn't know what to do. And it happens every year. Like it happens to the best of them. We'll go. We'll you know we'll go over like who it's happened to before, and it just happened to happen to West Virginia last year. Um, uh, you want to go to our, our offensive guy? Yeah. The, we love offense on Screen the Screener because we are screening the screener. And I'm sure Mike Bray has a play where he's screening the screener. This guy loves offense. No team has had higher Ken Palm numbers on the offensive side of the ball than the Irish the last few years. He always has he always runs, plays, puts his players in position to score the basketball at their strength 
and he has like a, we, we we call it uh, the screener screener calls it like these widget players and these widget positions. So players. so important. Like where he just kind of plugs them into this role, and then boom, they're productive, good players. Um, the only thing that we're worried about with uh, the Irish is what they've been spoiled with since like Chris Thomas, right? And Chris Thomas stayed there forever. He was like the, yeah. uh, the Ron Baker plan. Sure. Stayed there forever. No doubt. Um, is who's going to play point. They got spoiled the point. You know, they had Grant, NBA player. Jackson, NBA player. Um, who's running the point for them? Because they do have talent across the board. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, first guy we're going to pay attention to has to be VJ Beecham. NBA guys like his size. He can shoot 44% from three. Um, he could be like the next NBA player on their roster. Sure, yeah. Uh, and our guy. Gotta, lo- gotta love this guy. Undersized power forward. Motor doesn't quit. I love Bonzi Coulson. Um, he is 6'5", if that. I bet they're even lying about that. And all he does is bang down low for the Irish. Don't you feel that if your first name or your nickname ends in E, that like adds a little pep to your step? Bonzi, Stevie. Like, I just feel like that was a perfect name. I feel like either that is his – I don't know. If, is that his real name or is that a nickname? Well, He got better if that became his nickname. At and, and, and throwing the Z there as well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, we can't go wrong with Z's. No. Yeah. Um, we really love his engine. We love what he brings to the table. Uh, and then the last guy we have to bring up obviously is Steve Vestoria. He does a little bit of everything. He will D up the other team's wing. He will guard Grayson Allen, but he'll also put up 12, 5, and 5. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, there is no, Gus, bigger fan of Steve Vistoria than Mike Randall. All right? <laughs> Vistoria gets you 12. He gets you 12 against Chaminade in the opening classic that no one's watching except for you and I. And then he gets you 12 against Kentucky two years ago because they leave him alone. He does everything well. He's an excellent passer. I know overrated, but it counts. And I still say two years ago against that Kentucky team, if Jerry and Grant just has the guts, and I was saying it while he was on the foul line, they were were shooting the free throws. If he just pump fakes, Willie Cauley-Stein is going to stay on his feet. Mm -hmm. Grant gets free throws. But, of course, it's easier for me to say sitting here in my jam with a beverage than having Mr. Grant shooting to try to get him past He's still got a good look at that. He's still got a good look at that three. But Pistoria played a very nice game there. He's a critical guy. He's a great senior. He's a glue guy. We love those guys. Mike Bray's going to do a good job. Uh, yeah. we. There's too much talent there. He'll figure out what to do with the point guard situation. Um, Definitely. Oh. I, you know, just And just to wrap up uh, uh, Notre Dame, fifth in the ACC last year with an 11-7 and seven conference record. They were 24-12 and 12 overall. Um they got as high as 17 in the rankings, Gus. They did lose in the ACC tournament semifinals to UNC. They got the doors blown off, 78-47. Yeah, that wasn't a pretty game. Um, they were ranked sixth in the tournament. They beat a feisty Michigan team in the first round because Michigan won the playing game. So it's a little frisky. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. They beat that team by seven. Then, of course, the great game against Stephen F. Austin, one of the best games of the tournament, Fluger with the tip-in to beat them by one. All right, Love Fluger. Classic widget player. Yeah, annoying team with Wisconsin to play in the Sweet 16, but they got by them. It was an yep. under, under-talented under team, but they played well. And then, of course, a valiant effort in an 88-74 loss in the Elite Eight to, and to UNC, which was the runner-up. Yeah, no shame. What, yeah. I mean, and, and that was an, a nice comeback game after getting blown out in the ACC tournament. Definitely. Like, yeah, it, they could have looked at it like that as kind of a moral victory mm-hmm. um, after getting their doors completely blown out. Now, Bray got criticism for a while there, uh, but he does a good job at Notre Dame. He's going to be in the mix. He lost to Kentucky. Kentucky and UNC in back-to-back years in tournament, no shame in that. Right. What are you, what, what are you going to argue with that if you're, a, if you're a Notre Dame alum, fan, or supporter? No doubt. Um, all right. You want to head to a Texas Corner? Yeah. Let's do te- Texas Corner. I love Texas Corner. So the next group of teams in Texas Corner, all from Texas, of course. 
Now, the idea of Texas Corner comes from uh, where Mike Randall and I were sharing an adult beverage, and we look to our right, and right on the bar stool next to us says, this is Texas Corner, and one of those nice little placards. Um, so obviously, Tex had enjoyed a beverage or two there, and that's where we kind of uh, uh, got the little baby of Screen the Screener and to talk to you guys about uh, college basketball. And listen, we are not geography biased here, people. Okay? No. We, we love the South. We love the West. We love the North. We love all areas. So we need to have a little designation for our Texas teams. I think Tex Corner is perfect. Uh, so the first one obviously has to be Shaka and the Longhorns, right? Uh, last year, he definitely got them headed in the right direction. Uh, we'll chat more about them, obviously, as the season goes on. Um, but I think what Shaka has going on is he has what he had a little bit at VCU. He has athletes coming in, major league athletes. Great recruiter. Um, first athlete uh, has to be Kerwin Roach Jr., junior number 12. If you have not seen this guy at all, it is worth Googling him to watch what he can do. He is an athletic freak. He is 6'4". He can touch the top of the backboard. Yep. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. He can physically touch the top of the back. Picking pennies. That all started with, with Bob Beeman back when he was uh, Correct. at, at, at St. Peter's knocking those pennies off. Former yeah. world record holder in the long jump. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jersey zone. Um, he can even shoot the three a little bit. So if you're looking for an impact player on Texas, like you have to pay attention to Roach first. Great athlete. And then the other part of the backcourt is a freshman, Andrew Jones, and he has size two. He's 6'4"-ish. And I bet Shaka like brings him along like kind of slow early on. Second half of the season, I bet he has a huge impact. Going to be tough following Taylor, Isaiah Taylor. Um, loved Taylor. Yeah, that little guy. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, underrated. Um, board, yeah, borderline NBA player. Yeah, yeah, agreed. yeah. agreed. Um, but yeah, I feel like tech, I feel like Texas and Shaka like it was a great hire, and he got him moving in the direction that they want. I, I feel like this is your typical buy low team, right? Yeah. Shaka's totally. first year last year, they were fourth in the Big Twelve. 11 and 7 in conference, very respectable. Hmm. 20 and 13 overall. They battled all season. They were not ranked for most of the season. And then they finally were ranked in February. They ended the season going into the postseason at 23. Yeah. So yeah. they ended playing well. They lost in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 20 to Baylor in that 4 5 game, very no, close game. No shame there. And then, of course, the tough six lost to an 11 seed. There were two, two seeds, right? Seton Hall lost to right. Gonzaga's an 11. Yeah. And then Texas lost to a dangerous, of course, Northern Iowa team, which we referenced a little bit before. Yeah, I mean, how, again, we love Northern Iowa. But that's a solid start for Shaka. I feel like if you told me you put a, a, a name in a card, in an envelope, and it said somebody makes a huge jump who who's very popular, great coach, well-known, I think it's Shaka. I agree. He recruits talent. Texas, of course, is a great place to, to be a college student, be a college athlete. So I agree with you. I, I think Shaka, he doesn't have a lot of talent, but to finish fourth in the Big 12 in his first yeah. campaign is pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to be the team that takes down Bill Self and stops the streak. But Bill you never, Self, relentless. You, you never know. Um, uh, next stop we'll go, College Station. Sure, yeah. Okay, so we'll go to A&M. And, I mean – the reason we'll go to A&M is because of the game that they played last year in March. They had House and all of those seniors. Crazy game. Uh, that game is, you know, it's going to go down in lore. Uh, down seven. They, they shouldn't have won that game. Yep. Um, and the one guy that is still around, even though they lose everybody mm-hmm. off of that mm-hmm. team, um, is the big man, Tyler Davis. Mm-hmm. We are calling for, this is the Screen the Screener's first official prognostication. Official prognostication. The prognostication for Screen the Screener is Tyler Davis will be automatic first-team all 
uh, SEC this year. Bold statement. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Give us the credit. And rate us on iTunes. <laughs> he will not get pushed around by anybody. And great head of hair. Yeah. Gotta love his hair. And he's a winner. I mean, he did some really nice things. Remember that Kentucky game in the conference finals? Big numbers. Yeah. Bi- I, I, listen, Billy Kennedy, one of the best guys in, co- in college basketball. Um, they, everybody loves him. Everybody loves Billy Kennedy. Well respected. First in the in the SEC last year, tied at 13-5 with Kentucky. 28-9 yep. and nine overall. They had one more regular season win than Kentucky did. Mm-hmm. Um, great job by Kennedy. They got as high as number five. They were number five in the rankings in late January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they lost, of course, in, like I said, legendary SEC championship game to Kentucky, 82-77. Um, they got a three seed. Remember, that was a little controversial, right? Correct. Kentucky beats them, has the same regular season record. Four Kentucky seed. gets a four, right, right in, in UNC's bracket. Right? Correct. And and Texas A&M gets a three seed. Calipari, not too happy about that, my friend. No. Um, and then the 20, they, of course, they handled Green Bay in round one by 27. It's one of the – every once in a while you get a really solid team that comes in and just handles their business. Yeah. Handle their business against yeah. the Phoenix. And then an incredible double overtime win against Northern Iowa with buzzer beaters galore. And uh, it's funny that, you know, we have – we talked about Texas, Texas and Shaka and where he, you know, juxtaposed was, was that Northern Iowa team at VCU. And then, you know, one team that we're reviewing later, uh, you know, boom, it happens again. It happens every year to the best of them. Yeah, and they, they just ran out of ga- a guess did. against Buddy Heald in Oklahoma, yeah. 77-63. But no shame there. I, I don't think anyone can have shame running out of gas against Mr. Heald last year. Uh, yeah, the player of the year. So if, you're, if you're the president at Texas A&M, you're real happy with that season. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're hoping for big things at College Station, even though they lose a bunch. Um, next place we'll go in Texas Corner. Let's go to let's go to SMU. Excellent. Uh, I think the first thing we start with SMU is just hmm. Now that Larry Brown isn't there, I'm hearing he's coaching a high school. I mean, so let, let, let's go ahead and play it out. You ready? He's coaching high school. Right. He wants to practice in the big gym, but the marching band is practicing in the big gym. Right. Like, th- didn't he get to pull rank or something? And again, no offense to marching band, but like <laughs> Gus is a huge marching band. I, I, guy. I was yeah. in marching band. But I, here's the thing: like, I'm I'm coaching high school, right? I'm grabbing my chicken parm at 4:30. I'm catching the end of the freshman game, right? I'm doing the JV game. All of a sudden, the bus pulls in. Here comes Larry Brown. Like, what am I thinking? Um, you're thinking you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think of that, I'm thinking of Allen Iverson. I'm thinking of practice. I mean, my mind's going crazy, Gus. I'm sorry. I digress. Um, so, you know, you know, unfortunately, at SMU, there may, no, there may be no more playing the game the right way. There may be no top flight players that are kind of breaking the rules to go to SMU. Because the rules had changed since Larry Brown, you know, was in his heyday at Kansas and at UCLA. Sure. Um, so, you <laughs> don't, know. Don't mention UCLA. Remember that loss two years ago in the tournament on the three that was goaltended by oh. Alfred's kid? <laughs> oh. and I, I, Nick Moore looked so good in that uh, game. And Nick, that bracket set up for them. Nick well. Moore looked yeah. nasty in that game. Sorry. I agree. A little, um, little, little screen to screen to reminisce there. So. Uh, yeah. And tough call by the referee, too. Ooh. It's really tough. Especially um, when I had in my bracket. Um, so we feel like SMU needs a mention, but it just may be short-lived. Um, but Screen to Screener always holds one thing very dearly. We just hold hope, and we hope that SMU figures it out and gets it right. And I can continue what Larry Brown started down there. Yeah, the second in the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, at 13-5. and They had a 25-5 and overall record. Of course, no postseason because they're banned last year. Correct. Um, they did get as high as number eight in the polls. That in, Which that, was remarkable. That's amazing at SMU. Yeah. But Larry Brown always is a success. We know that. They were the last undefeated team last year. And uh, Tim Jan- – yeah, that's correct. And Tim Jankovic took over, who was Brown's assistant for four years. He was right. associate head coach. Took over in July. So let's see what Coach Jankovic has to do this year. So he's got two guys to work with. Uh, we love Ben Moore. 
The guy can play all over the floor. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of Larry Brown's guys that kind of like uh, think of uh, um, like the Eric Snow point guard. Yeah, of, good like comparison. That, really of that good 76er team, right? Him, him and his eight teams in the NBA. Professional player. Professional Eric NBA said, player, yeah. yes. Um, so Ben Moore can bring it up. He can bang down low a little bit. Uh, you know, he can rebound the ball, and all he's, he's going to play the game the right way. Thank you, Larry Brown, for doing that. No doubt. And we also love this guy, if nothing else, just for his name, like Shake Milton. Uh, you gotta love Shake Milton's name. Did his parents name him Shake? If they did, I want to. I want to send them a gift card to dinner. What a great name! Uh, you hope that it's just Shake, and I'm just going to refer to him as Shake the rest of his career. You come in the game, I got Shake. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because his name is Shake. Right. right. Yeah. You're, you're going to get shook. Um, we think there's going to be no sophomore flump, slump from Shake. He's going to be one of the better guards in the AAC this year. Um, he's going to shake it up. Yeah, great name. Um, last stop in Texas Corner. Uh, I, say we head to, uh, I say we head to Baylor. Baylor. Zone it up. Right? <laughs> Crazy one. Scott Drew, zone it up. It um, works, though. He gets no respect. Um, he runs the crazy one three one. He always recruits athletes. I mean, think of like who's uh, playing tight end for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Oh, of course, gathers, gathers. Yeah, Rico. That's, that's one of his guys, Rico. Um, and he just wins games in the death grind that is the Big Twelve. I like to call Gus Scott Drew the polarizing Scott Drew, right? Because <laughs> either he goes very far and you don't expect him, or he has horrific upsets. I mean, listen. They've lost in the first round two years in a row. Last year, right. lost in the yeah. first, last year Yale. Year before was when Georgia State Ron Hunter fell out of the chair. Yes, remember? He did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, those are he blew two. his Achilles. Right? That's a five twelve upset. Not surprising. It's a five, twelve always between. happens every year. And a three fourteen upset. So that's the thing. Yet he's had very successful moments there. Correct. The only thing that's missing from him his resume is that Final Four run, and he got to the Elite Eight two or three times. Well said. Yeah. Uh, and they've been on the wrong side of the Cinderella story uh, the last couple of years with Yale and Georgia State. Um, but again, like who hasn't been? Duke's been Michigan State last yes, year. Yes, it's just they have Kansas. the rings, right? Yeah, but they have self the, has. Right. I mean, you know. yeah, yeah, it happens every year. So we think Baylor's just going to bounce back, be just as good this year, get that three, four, five, six seed again, um, and hopefully, you know, land their basketball program like back where they normally should. And it shouldn't be ignored. This guy brought that program from, like, the worst place ever. Well said. Very true. He should never – that should never be ignored when you're viewing him as a coach. He has made this – like, he's made that almost an afterthought and just made them a really respectable program across the country. I do feel like there's a parallel between Scott Drew and Bayheim, right? Both rely on the zone. Mm-hmm. Both never got as much credit maybe as they deserved. Mm-hmm. And Bayheim won the one title with Carmelo. I get sure. that. But he's been very, very successful. And maybe it's just because we're older and we're wiser, Gus. But su- sustained success over many years is as difficult to do as anything. You can win a title here or there, but sustained success. And Scott Drew's had that. He is underrated. I agree. With a ton of different athletes and a ton of different players. Mm-hmm. Um, also a great recruiter there, too. Uh, yeah, underrated recruiter. Um, so two guys we want to talk about from Baylor real fast. Uh, Mike Randall and I both love Al Freeman. Oh. He's just like another tough guy. So true. He does like a little bit of everything. He's not going to get pushed around, and he's going to just do a little bit more this year because his role is going to be expanded. Especially you're playing that zone, right? So there's no man-to-man box-out responsibilities. Your job is to turn, locate, and box out. Mm -hmm. I need a guy like a Rico Gathers. I need a guy like an Al Freeman to turn and locate. You know, that helps. You know who can turn and locate? John Motley. No, Johnny. John, yeah. <laughs> John Motley can turn yes. and locate. He, he is a little bit he, of everything. He, he's a little bit of a force down there. He's going to surprise everybody with his overall skill. Uh, 
Second prognostication, he will be first team all Big 12. I love it. I love when Gus gives a prognostication. They're usually right, folks. Screen the Screener has given you two prognostications on big men that will be first team all league. Please. Write it down. Reference it. Yeah, and, and Baylor, listen, fifth in the Big 12, 10-8 and eight record in the conference, 22-12 and 12 overall. They did get as high as 13. Played great in a tough loss to Kansas 70-66 in the Big 12 tournament in the semifinals. That was a really good performance by them. Out, out of control. Um, but then, of course, the loss to Yale following the Georgia State Ron Hunter. Somebody pick him up, please. <laughs> but um, listen, I, I, again, sustained success. People get critical. Fans get critical. If you go to the Elite Eight, you have to go to the Final Four next year. If you go to the Final Four, then you got to get to the Finals. Let me tell you something, folks. You take Scott Drew out of Baylor, you see 32.2 feet per second squared gravity. Okay, that's where they're dropping. So let's give the guy his due he can recruit um freeman and motley are, are going to be studs he'll be right there again uh you, do you want to know what happens to baylor if scott drew gets fired please he's not there please tcu yeah it's so true so they have to bring larry brown in help to rejuvenate like uh, yeah, something okay. something along those yeah, lines yeah, right? that's about right um so we hope you're enjoying the screen the screener uh preview thus far uh we're going to move on to another group of teams that um we didn't quite know what to call this other group of teams so we're just going to call this group of teams the, oh yeah, you know these guys, they're usually pretty good, you usually pick them in your bracket, and you know their name. Um, but maybe we can tell you a little bit more information about them. Um, so uh, Mike Randall, I was going to ask if we want to start with Purdue. Love Purdue. Okay. Gene Katie. I still remember that Bobby Knight tirade they got in the locker room. I'm sick of losing to Gene Katie. I'm sick of losing to Purdue. That is a success. I would have that somewhere if I'm Purdue <laughs> that I got Bob Knight to reference us. Big rivalry there. That, that 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 would be something on the sign yeah. that you would touch every time you leave the locker room. <laughs> like the sign would say, quote, I'm sick of losing to Purdue. And and it seems like it's just it's a it's a script for you. You got a kid who's looking at Indiana and Purdue, you bring him in, you sit down, you go, I'm gonna play this tape for you. Okay, we get in their heads. Listen, Indiana, I, th- that may not be true. Crean, we want to have you on the show. Please don't get mad. Right. But we, that was a great soundbite. Uh, it was a great soundbite. Um, so the things we like about Purdue, obviously, are we're going to start with the coach. We love Matt Painter. Love Matt Painter. So underrated. Um, so uh, Mike Rands and I were like thinking about, like, what are we going to talk about Purdue about? And then we our minds wandered a bit, and it went over back over to the East Coast from the Midwest. And we started thinking about Tony Bennett's career. Yeah. At yeah. Well done. Um, and so we just thought about the similarities between the two coaches, not necessarily their styles, not necessarily the, 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 the sets that they run or the, you know, the way that they're going to implement their defenses. Right. But they're always tough. They're never going to get pushed around. They're really going to be well coached. They're, they might be out-talented a little bit every year. Yep. Um, but they close that talent gap with, like, smarts, toughness, and a little, little bit of, like, you know. Elbow grease. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so they ra- and then they rally the troops every five years or so, and they're really good. That season, they had Etwan Moore, yes. and Hummel got hurt, and they were a one seed. Yeah. Gus, I swear, I uh, thought they were going to the Final Four. It I, wasn't even a doubt. That team was loaded. Jawan Johnson was on that team. Uh, all NBA players minus injuries. And yes, yeah. and Hummel hurts himself again. Just a killer. Uh, and you were so rooting for Hummel. Uh, of course, when of he course. came back for that fifth year, fifth year, yep, uh, and he played. Didn't he, didn't he play a great game uh, against Kansas in the tournament I that year? So, yeah, huge I, first half. Yeah, you're you're just rooting for him to get it right and for Matt Painter to get it right. Um, but they do have, they they do have like some big time talent coming back. Sure, um, we'll start with the big man, old school. 
four, old school mm-hmm. power forward. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking like uh, uh, you know, like think Oakley, like that type of size, no Charles doubt, Oakley. Yeah. Yep. 250 pounds. It's a perfect comparison. 6'10". Um, except, you know what? He's more skilled than Oakley. Yep. He can bring the ball up. Um, so we're going to go a third screen the screener prognostication. Sure. Are we good with this? Uh, three for three, baby. Let's go. We think Caleb Swanigan could lead the nation in rebounding this year. Yeah, go back to the 80s. Michael Cage. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> Anybody listening? Yes. Michael, Michael Cage, go clip. Hit me up on Twitter, FTSY Warrior Mike. If you know Michael Cage, send us a tweet. Okay, please. Thank you. <laughs> Love Michael Cage. That's a great reference. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, and, you know, he's just an NBA player in waiting. Uh, he could have probably left this year, late first rounder, second rounder, free agent, so on and so on. Uh, but he came back. I think him coming back is going to pay huge dividends for him and his stock. But it's also going to pay huge dividends for the Boilermakers as well. No, no doubt. Uh, Purdue last year uh, tied for third in the Big Ten. Very under. I feel like that happened. No one talked about it. Third in the Big Ten with a 12-6 and six record, 26-9 and nine overall. They got as high as number nine and were ranked all year long. Lost in the tough championship game to Michigan State, which was at the yep. time, it was. we were talking about this, that was a bellwether that Michigan State was not their typical self. They had a very good year. They rolled. We were all in the Michigan State bandwagon. And then that was just an odd game in which mm. you expected them to explode, and they never did. And that gave Middle Tennessee State the concept of, of taking Denzel Washington. And if you cut the head of the snake, the rest of the body will follow. And that's what happened. That was a big... It was a loss, but it illuminated things. But unfortunately, they couldn't translate it. They lost in the 5-12, two-overtime game to Arkansas Little Rock. They it was, had, a, it was and, a great game. And they had that game in the bag. They, they did. had in the bag. They, they were did. like 12 or two minutes left, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, again, one of the only two 5-12 upsets. We talked about the other one, Yale Baylor. Right. Uh, and the other guy that we really love from Purdue was uh, Isaac Hayes. Uh, oh, Haas, yeah. Oh, I, Haas. sorry, Isaac Haas. Yeah, yeah my, my bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and how many A's does this guy have in his name? Uh, too many, but uh, but I'll tell you I'll tell you something. Isaac Haas did not play that much because he was foul foul trouble. Stuck, but, stuck behind Hammonds, but yeah, stuck behind Hammonds, of course. Right. Great play, great college player. But I do think that Haas is a double double guy. Last year he was close to it. Yeah, he's a, he was a good. He's got good offensive moves. He comes in. He's the guy who gets the rebound on that fast break. It runs directly down the court, plants his foot between the post guy, reverse pivots, gets the ball. He's pin you. You're going to foul him. Not terrible on the line. Nope. Love Isaac Haas. Uh, he had 10 points per game, just under 10 points per game, in 15 minutes yeah, per game. Well said, yes. Like, if we extrapolate that out, that's like 52 points a game or something like that. But but in reality, he's just going to put up big numbers. Yeah. Like, uh, so we're looking forward to him. He is like the perfect Matt Painter Player. Totally agree. Purdue is underrated. Tough place to play. Um, I, I, I really like what they do. Painter does a good job. Uh, do we want to hit up? Uh, do you want to hit up Creighton next? Yeah, let's. Okay. Uh, we'll close with Creighton. How about that? That's okay? great. Good. Yeah. Um, so the next place that we want to go was Creighton. Uh, I mean, of course, we remember McDermott, um, multiple time player of the year. But you know, they 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 took a little dive, a little bit under the radar last year in the Big East, mm-hmm. kind of finding their way. Finding their way. It's a good. That's a good phrase. For finding their way. Um, but. You're wondering, like, are they ever going to be good again? Right. Like, when once McDermott was gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? Yep, they're going to be good again. Oh, the Blue Jays. Um, so, the things we like about Creighton are this. The backcourt. Yeah. We really love the backcourt. Which um, wins in March, we know this. Absolutely. Every March it wins. Uh, we think Watson, top flight point guard. No doubt. Uh, you know, 
he's super, a, he's super quick. A, he's a first-team all-type uh, Big East player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but they have Marcus Foster coming in. Transfer from Kansas State, put up giant numbers as a freshman in Kansas State, and so he's eligible this year. If I'm a student, Gus, at Creighton, I am buying, or well, you're in college, right? So I guess you're making, right? Yeah, we'll, a, we'll, we'll, a Marcus Foster jersey. We'll create it. We'll create. I mean, yeah. he, again, another big time player coming from a big program. Talk coming to a successful. They're going to have nice crowds at their games. He's going to be a focal point. This is a great spot for Marcus Foster. And he doesn't have all the ball handling duties that's going to fall on mm-hmm. Watson. Well, see it. Um, so the backcourt, that kind of reminds me of like Seton Hall's backcourt last year. Yeah, great comparison. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, with Whitehead and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then why not compare it to Wichita State's backcourt of the last four years? Like there's, I think there's going to be that type of stability, that type of talent, and that type of accountability in that backcourt. Um, so I think they're going to be ready for something big. I mean, you remember last year, like who we all forget because Villanova won the whole thing, but who beat Villanova in the Big East tournament final? Seton Hall with that backcourt. Absolutely. Yeah, so we think Creighton can kind of do the same thing. And, like, they may even get some national attention for a prolonged period of time here, right? Yeah, and and listen, we love the little teams here at Screen the Screener. You look at your Big East, your Villanova, your Seton Hall, Providence, Marquette, Georgetown, DePaul, St. John's, Requiem to the Big East. If you haven't seen it, watch it 30 for 30. Tremendous 30 for 30. But last year, Creighton finished sixth. They were 9-9, 20-15 overall. Mm -hmm. That's a solid record in a down year. Yes, if that's your down year and you're Creighton, then we're doing something right. So, and just to just to finish up with Creighton and talk a little bit about like their their dynamic backcourt. Who, this is not a prognostication. This is just like our opinion. Like we think they have a chance to be the best backcourt, not in the Big East, but the best backcourt in the nation. They could be. They and you think that that's nuts, folks. But we'll talk again in January. You'd be like, oh yeah, Creighton's oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, that, and we heard that on screen the screener. They they said they would be really good. Um, so Mo Watson Jr., he's the returning point guard. Put up huge numbers in the second half of the season. He loves to dish it. If he can just have his three-point percentage tick up a smidgen, he's going to be impossible to guard. Just a bit. Um, and then back to the uh, Kansas State transfer, Marcus Foster. Um, we hope it's just like a welcome back party. Um, we want to welcome him back to college basketball and just welcome him with open arms and just watch him put up big numbers and do dynamic things. Especially because he brings to a small type of school like Creighton, a mid-major. They struggle sometimes with who's going to take that last shot. I mean, they lost Dougie, right, who was taking last shots and making them left and right. Jimmer Fredette at a BYU when they had their great year, um, he took the last shot. This puts a role. It's going to be Foster. It could be Watson. but Absolutely. It, um, but Foster has that. He's going to want it. It's just he could fit perfectly. I, I, I think it's a great, great acquisition. And think about how many times you saw Doug McDermott be in the right spot to score the ball. Like, they're going to put those two players in those same spots with the same opportunities. Sure, they may not put up, like, you know, the, the ridiculous, like, 49% uh, from three-point land, but they're still going to put up giant numbers and be a threat to every Big East team and any team they play out of conference. Yeah, to- totally agree. So... Gus, how about that? That's got to be the fastest 40 minutes in sports, right? 40 minutes of hell in Arkansas back in the 90s. But, I mean, this was a pretty good 40 minutes. Mike Anderson might be bringing it back. We'll have to, we'll have to That's exactly well yeah. said, yeah. yes. So, folks, that's what we have. This is our pilot show, okay? So if you like it, come back next week. We'll have another one. We'll take, Gus, what do you think? Take a look at the top uh, 20 or so Yeah, we're gonna week. we're going to give you another good batch of teams. We'll break the teams up into little categories for you that might have a similar.
similar theme. Um, and we'll get to some of the bigger names that you might know, but we'll also include a couple of the names that you may not be thinking about in the preview, uh, just like we started here. And um, I think we can end the podcast with asking a simple question. Does Connor Frankamp like to screen? Or does Connor Frankamp like to screen the screen? The screener. Folks, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Connor Frankamp, Isaac Haas. For Gus Kearns, I'm Mike Randall. Screen the Screener Podcast. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.